shows you how eating more fruits and veggies can help you feel, live, and love better. Now, here's best-selling author, health expert, and regular guy, Steve Prusak. We're excited about our next guest. It's Rip Esselstyn. He's an author, former three-time All-American swimmer, and top-ranking triathlete. He's appeared on numerous national TV shows, including The Today Show, The CBS Sunday Early Morning Show, The CBS Morning Show, Good Morning America, and The Dr. Oz Show. Rip's second book, My Beef with Meat, which came out in May of 2013, became a number one New York Times bestseller. And his first book, The Engine 2 Diet, also a New York Times bestseller, who's doing incredible work in the plant-based vegan world. Let's welcome to Vegan Palooza, Rip Esselstyn. All right. Thanks, Steve. Hey, Rip. Thanks uh, for taking the time and joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Happy to. You're up to so many incredible things. I see you guys in Whole Foods, Engine 2 diet everywhere, even the uh, food bars, Engine 2 branding all over it. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, well, exactly. Well, as you know, uh, I retired from firefighting a little over four years ago. And one of the reasons I retired after 12 years was to partner with Whole Foods Market as part of their amazing healthy eating initiative. Uh, and so uh, in my relationship, my role with Whole Foods Market, I do a number of things. One of those is to go around and talk to uh, team members. There's right now 72,000 Whole Food team members throughout the, the U.K., Canada, and, uh, and the United States. And so I talk to them. I also talk to the you know millions of, of customers um, that come to Whole Foods Markets, and then also just communities in general. But uh, that's one thing. And then the other thing is we're coming out with a line of Engine 2 uh, Plan Strong uh, food products to help make this lifestyle a little easier um, and sustainable for people. And so we've, uh, we have products on the shelf. We have products in prepared foods. And um, we're just, you know, we're getting the, uh, getting the word out, getting the food out there, and doing everything we can to get people more, more plant strong. And it's been a really a phenomenal relationship with Whole Foods for the last four years. Well, I noticed that the Venice Beach, California Whole Foods, they've got the Engine 2 food bar. I mean, it actually looks like a fire engine, and I think they've got recipes right from your book in the food bar. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I went to the Venice store to do a, um, <clears throat> a book signing and a, and a presentation maybe about two and a half, three months ago. And they, you know, one of the great things about <clears throat> Whole Foods is that, you know, each store has so much autonomy and entrepreneurship, and they really encourage all the team members to, to just to blossom and be creative and do whatever they want. And so as part of <clears throat> my, my book tour through that store, they did this, you know, engine to food bar, and they made a fire engine there, and every recipe was either from the new book, My Beef with Meat, or from Engine 2, and I was there for about three hours, and at the end of the three hours, they had sold out of all the food that they had made, and they're like, wow, you know, this is fantastic. We're just going to make this a permanent fixture at our store, and so uh, that's what's going on there. So the way you're getting the message out and educating the team members, what is it that you're trying to communicate when you're out there at your book signings or, or trainings? It's a rather simple message, Steve, which is you know, we want to get people off of the standard American diet that, that is predominantly 
uh, processed and refined foods, dairy products, and uh, and all the different iterations of, of of meat. You know, whether it's red meat, chicken, fish, or pork, and to eat a more more of a whole food, <clears throat> plant based diet that's got fiber and all the vitamins and the minerals and the antioxidants and you know plant friendly proteins, complex carbohydrates, healthy fats, everything that our bodies really desire and that will help heal us and protect us and nourish us as opposed to um, a bunch of empty calories that are devoid of vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and fiber uh, or your animal products and your dairy products that are just loaded with the building blocks that that continue to promote to, to promote this scourge of disease that's just it's rampant in this country whether it's heart disease whether it's type 2 diabetes whether it's the major cancers or even the obesity crisis. And, you know, anything with a face or with a mother typically has varying amounts of saturated fat. There's no requirement for saturated fat for us as as human beings. Uh, It also has varying amounts of dietary cholesterol. As many of us know, you know, our body, our liver produces all the cholesterol we need naturally. We don't need to get it from from our food. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why most Americans have a, Elevated cholesterol, somewhere in the 200s, sometimes the 300s, and then and then um, also, <clears throat> well, the problem with animal protein is, is typically it's it's too high in the sulfuric-containing amino acids, uh, which just does a real number on our body. Whether it's accelerating tumor growth, whether it is leaching calcium from our bones and contributing to osteoporosis, whether it's raising cholesterol or really doing a number on our kidneys and our liver in order to, to process the protein. So uh, in a nutshell, Steve, uh, you know, that is, that is my message. Let's get away from the harmful animal, animal-based foods and the processed refined foods and gravitate towards a much more friendly and life-enhancing and <clears throat> world-enhancing plant-strong diet. So... The Engine 2 Diet was a New York Times bestseller, and now your second release, My Beef with Meat, became a number one New York Times bestseller. And so what led to this one? Yeah, great question. So after The Engine 2 Diet came out, I've spent the last three years traveling the country and, and talking to people and giving presentations. And it's always amazed me how the same questions keep surfacing. Well, what about protein? Are you sure I can get all the protein I need, you know, eating this way? And, hey, I'm an athlete. I mean, don't I need to make some some special uh, exceptions? Or, you know, what about my children? What about my grandparents? What about calcium? What about iron? What about, um, uh, you know, this is too expensive. It doesn't taste good. Uh, there's no variety. So I wanted to uh, obliterate all these these falsehoods that are flying around out there. So I see... And my second book is the definitive guidebook that sets the record straight, that gives people the answers to all the questions they may have, whether you've been doing this for 20 years or whether you've just found it recently in the last year. And it also hopefully will give you the courage to stand up for this lifestyle that, um, you know, where you may be looked upon as a bit of a, um, oh, just an outsider or an outcast. By, by eating this way, by your by friends, you know, coworkers and, and peers. So and then the second half of the book is another hundred and forty new, you know, lip smacking, delicious engine two plant strong recipes. 
So uh, there you have it. So your recipes are low in fat. I mean, what's what's the diet plan for the Engine Two diet in, in general? So so in general, we're talking. It's 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 you know no no animal products. So nothing with a face, nothing with a mother, nothing that comes from anything with a face or a mother. So no no dairy products. So it's all plant based. We're looking for whole grains. We don't want to do any of the, the processed refined grains. Um, we are, it's minimal to no uh, added sugars. If we do have sugars, it's typically in the last last half of the ingredient deck. Uh, we also, we don't have any any bad fats in there. So, you know, we don't do any any kind of saturated fat. So anything from palm, palm oil or coconut oil. Uh, we don't even do extracted oils, so we don't do olive oil, canola, or any of those oils that are just, they're very calorie-dense and uh, nutritionally vacant. And, you know, right now, a lot of people aren't aware, but almost 18% of America's calories are coming from some sort of extracted oils, 18%. And uh, and, and this is just 100% fat, and it's doing nothing to uh, to elevate our health, and it's just contributing to heart disease and to the ever increasing, you know, obesity epidemic that's that's going on right now. But so it's plant based, whole grains, limited sugar, limited sodium as well. We're really uh limiting the sodium sodium. Our guideline is um per per serving. So if a serving size in a and I'm talking packaged foods right now, but if a product is a hundred calories per serving, we don't want the sodium to be more than 100 calories per serving. And that way, you're pretty much guaranteed that you're going to keep your sodium level for the day below 2,300, which is the upper, the upper limit for, for us as, as, um, as suggested by the Institute of Medicine. Mm. Well, we ran that article on you last month. Well, actually, a feature in Veg World magazine. And the whole theme of the issue was how we get the message out, how we get the message about this lifestyle and diet out to the mainstream. And I think we're just most impressed with the way you're delivering this message. And it's not in a way that's shaming people. It's in a way that's educating people, would you say? And what are some of the other tools and tactics you're using to get this message out and, and maybe have it where people aren't so defensive? Yeah, well, um, one of the things at Engine 2 is, you know, we were very inclusive, we're very embracive. Um, you know, we we want to welcome people to this lifestyle. And, uh, you know, we're not judgmental. We're, um, you know, we're just, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're just, we're just normal people that are, that are trying to uh, help people get healthier. And, um, you know, it started, as, as you know, Steve, it, it all started at a, at a fire station and or one of the most unlikely places imaginable, a fire station in Texas with, you know, with a bunch of males. And we know, I mean, I know first and foremost uh, the amount of, you know, ridiculing and, and you know, the uh, belittlement and just how much fun people can make fun of you when you eat this way. And so, the last thing that I want to do or, or what I want anybody that's associated with Engine 2 to do is to do it back to people. So we, we just want to, be, we want to be promoters of this lifestyle, not defenders of this lifestyle. And I think that if you can – and there's a huge difference there, you know, when you're promoting something as opposed to defending something. And all of a sudden people are like, wow, you know, that looks like 
something that I would like to embrace and and get a hold of. And you know, I, we're also you know I'm also careful about the rhetoric I use. You know, I love using the term "plant strong" because it's um, it doesn't. Um, Oh, we're not alienating. You know, there's some really pregnant terms out there that, you know, people immediately, they want to run in the opposite direction. Uh, you know, like vegetarianism, for example. Uh, people immediately will label you as either, you know, a tree-hugging uh, hippie or a card-carrying, you know, PETA member. And uh, if you tell people, hey, you know, I'm, I'm plant strong. I'm just trying to get, get more plants into my, uh, into my life and into my system and into my world, and uh, and then if you know people want to ask more questions, you can go you can go deeper into it. But we've done a re- I think a pretty remarkable job on all of our social media uh, networks, whether it's you know Engine Two Diet, my beef with meat, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, our subscription based uh, Engine Two Extra uh, website, um, and we've got a really really fun, positive, upbeat Engine Two community. Oh, it's genius. The names, Engine 2 Diet, My Beef with Meat, it's compelling. <laughs> well, well, thanks. I, you know, I've, I've gotten a little bit of uh, uh, harassment for, you know, My Beef with Meat, but I want people to know, you know, it's a little bit edgy, but, you know, it's also playful, and I wanted to shake them things up a little bit, and I could have come out with, you know, Engine 2.0 or, you know, Plant Strong, you know, the, the Plant Strong Nation, but... Um, I just felt that it was the time was right to uh, to get a little more um, a little more personal. Well, we'd love to hear more about the experience in in the firehouse. I mean, I was in a fraternity in college. I know what that's that, that experience is like. First of all, how did you? I'm sure you were teased and ridiculed. And how did you turn that around to get the guys to actually engage in some of this? <laughs> it's funny when I joined the Austin Fire Department in 1997. I was one of a thousand firefighters that ate this way. And then in 2003, we had this, you know, um, this bet that led to a discovery that one of our own was basically a a dead man walking at fire station two. And so uh, in a, in an effort of solidarity to help save a fellow fire, fellow, uh, Firefighting, firefighting brother. That's a lot of F's there. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we we decided as a group we would you know go plant strong and uh, you know we these guys kind of rose to the challenge. They took the twenty eight day. Uh, I said let's do it for twenty eight days and let's just see where we are. And the results were phenomenal. And these guys morphed themselves from medical time bombs to healthy superheroes in such a short period of time. And what what most people don't realize is that you know God. The, the body has the ability, when you're feeding it like only nourishing, wonderful, whole plant-based foods, it'll turn on a dime from, you know, be, from you, you know, being unhealthy and having unhealthy markers to being phenomenally uh, just on top of your game, whether it's blood pressure, whether it's cholesterol, whether it's weight, whether it's energy, you know, all these, all these metrics. Um, but so these guys, we did that in 2003, and... Uh, and then, you know, the, we, we have an in-house fire department physician, and he got wind about what we were doing. And then in, a couple of years later, actually, it was about 2007, uh, right as I was starting my pilot study for my first book, The Engine 2 Diet, he was like, you know, I want to try this. And so he did it, and his cholesterol dropped 65 points, his weight dropped 20 pounds in one month. And, 
and he sees every firefighter every year because everybody has every firefighter has an annual physical and so every firefighter that comes through his doors and is overweight pre-diabetic hypertensive has hypercholesterolemia um you know metabolic syndrome and just know for the record that close to 80% of paid and volunteered firefighters across the country are either overweight or obese. The number one killer of, of in-the-line-of-duty deaths for firefighters is heart disease. Firefighters, as much as people want to think that they, are, they epitomize health, they're, they're not. You know, And it's just a very unhealthy environment. So he, this physician, you know, and when they come through, his first, first kind of line of attack now and getting these guys healthier is to say, listen, you guys should do the Engine 2 diet. So that also carries some weight. And then, you know, my book came out and being on, you know, a lot of the morning shows and stuff, all of a sudden it's like, man, this, this, this thing's for real. And so it's amazing how we went from being really being teased uh, mercilessly by just about everybody in the department to now the whole entire culture has flipped. It's embraced this, this lifestyle. And no, all 1,000 firefighters aren't eating this way, but you have pockets now of firefighters in all 44 stations that are eating this way. And if you are eating this way, the chances of you getting ridiculed and berated and made fun of are, you know, next to none. So that to me is one of the things, <clears throat> Steve and, and all of your listeners, that gives me so much hope going forward as a country that we can turn this thing around, that we can turn this sinking healthcare ship around and... I think it's going to take half a, a quarter of a century. I think it's going to take 25 years, but we can go from, you know, 2 to 3 to 4% of America eating a vegetarian, vegan, plant-based diet to close to 25 to 35% of us eating this way over the next 25 years because <clears throat> I think we're 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 really at a good place where you know we got the information era we got the former fast food president that's doing this you got films like forks over knives you got just you know dozens and dozens of of books that are being written on the subject and i think frankly people are sick and tired of the current paradigm and they realize that you know it's not about another pill procedure more legislation or or building another cathedral of sickness it's about us kind of stepping up to the plate educating ourselves, and then eating healthier foods. And, and I know this is a very long-winded answer, Steve, but the, the disconnect right now, the huge disconnect is that the majority of Americans, they are clueless as to the fact that what you put in your mouth contributes, or they're clueless as to the extent to which what you put in your mouth contributes to heart disease, diabetes, uh, the major cancers. Most people, unfortunately, I think, are under the mistaken impression that it's it's about you know it's about you know the genes that were dealt dealt down to me by my parents. It's hereditary, when that really is a a small player in this in this game. And so we you know we have some work to do as far as educating people. And you know in my book in the first chapter. Um, I talk about how, you know, you have to question authority. When you have authoritative figures like Clyde Yancey, the, the former head of the Amer uh, American Heart Association, that, you know, basically says, and I'll quote, after being asked about President Clinton's heart disease, when he says that this kind of heart disease is progressive, there aren't any cures. Or when you have Alan Schwartz, who is, uh, was a cardiologist that operated on 
uh, former President Clinton. And when he says this is not a result of Bill's diet, this is a chronic condition, there are no known cures. So even these people um, aren't, aren't getting the message out to the people. I mean, we have over 25 years, 30 years of research showing that heart disease, you can stop it. You can not only stop it, you can reverse it. So we have people that hear this message from Clyde Yancey and Alan Schwartz, and they're like, ah, you know what? There's nothing I can do about it. And so they think the best thing that they can do is eat a piece of salmon, have olive oil on their salad, uh, have a glass of red wine, and then wash it down with a Lipitor pill. And, you know, that is not going to get us to where we need to be. They think they're doing the Mediterranean thing, and their doctor has even said, listen, you know, uh, you've got high, high cholesterol. Why don't you just do what I do, eat whatever the heck you want, and, uh, and take the pill? So, you know, we don't have buy-in yet from a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the physicians and people in authority. So they're going to come around, uh, but unfortunately, you know, it'll probably be after more of the masses do. All right, I'll stop for a sec, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad, and we all know, famous cardiologist, uh, Dr. Codwell Esselstyn, yeah. uh, influenced former U.S. President Bill Clinton and world famous, Forks Over Knives, everything. What was that like for you growing up? Were you educated right from the beginning about this? Was he doing the research when you were a kid? You know what? He, um, he wasn't doing this research, but I can always remember my father always reading books on diet and nutrition. And he always had a, a really amazing curiosity and, and thirst for, for this, just for this area, um, even though he was a, a general surgeon. And then in, in 1984 is when he started his research at the Cleveland Clinic to show that you could reverse heart disease. And he got his first 18 patients uh, that were sent to him from the cardiology department. And I was, you know, so excited and so supportive of what he was doing. And, you know, I want, I want you to know and your listeners to know that uh, I've always respected and admired my parents. And so I've never kind of gone through a rebellious streak or anything like that. And um, so he started his research in 1984. And then about three years later, he had confirmation uh, that, you know, these these patients were turning it around. These were... You know, half these patients had been given less than a year to live because they had uh, end-stage heart disease. And so, you know, he was dealing with the sickest of the sick, and he was able to turn all of their health around. And, you know, they were all alive 12 years later, you know, playing tennis, walking the malls, hunting, um, their, their sex life returned, just phenomenal, you know, results. And so when I retired from, not when I retired, when I um, <laughs> graduated from the University of Texas at Austin in 1987 after I was eating on the athletic training table there that had chicken fried steak and steak and cheese pizza with pepperoni and eggs and bacon and BLTs and all that stuff. When I was now able to find my own place and cook my own meals and I decided to become a professional triathlete, that's when I uh, jumped into this lifestyle full force, full, full kale I like to say, <laughs> and I have not looked back. But, you know, my father was, Steve, incredibly instrumental and formative in, you know, me going down this path. So what do you have going on? You guys are doing events all over the country now, the Farms to Forks programs. Do you want to talk a little about that? Yeah. So those, those originally started back in 2010. Whole Foods started this initiative where they wanted to send some of their sickest team members 
to a week-long food camp where they could learn um, about the benefits of eating a whole food plant-based diet. And so Engine 2 was one of the immersion programs that Whole Foods was offering to their team members. And so we started these seven-day long retreats where we bring in the, bring in the best and the brightest and we give people the, the education and also the practical skills to, to live this lifestyle. And then in, in late 2010, we decided we wanted to offer this to the public as, public as well. So my partner and I, in, in these events, we founded the, um, these Farms to Forks weekend immersions. So it's a, typically a, it's a Friday evening and then all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And it's kind of a condensed form of our week-long immersion programs. And we've had these now for, for a good two years. Uh, we have our last one of this year at our family farm in <clears throat> upper state New York. And we, we're going to have about 600 people there, and we, we sold out. And um, next year we already have the, the schedule already. We'll be posting it soon. And we're going to be changing the name, though, because, because <clears throat> unfortunately we found that throwing these on farms, we were exposed to the elements, and we were at the whim of the weather. <laughs> and so, you know, the first one we threw in Austin in April, it was in the 90s. The next one, we had a tornado come through in, in Chicago. And then the, the third one we had in, in the San Francisco area, we, we, had, um, we had freezing temperatures. <laughs> so we, the, 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 last, the last year, we, we partnered with some different hotels so we could manage the environment a little bit more. But next year, we're going to call them Engine 2 uh, <clears throat> Weekend Retreats. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been so great. And we, I get to work with <clears throat> my father and people like John McDougall and <clears throat> Colin Campbell, Jeff Novick, Doug Lyle, my sister, uh, and some other real rock stars in this space. Yeah, the best of the best. Now, that website is farms2forks.com to stay notified. And it's farms with the number two, farms2forks.com, right? Yes, and you can also get to it off of our main site, engine, engine2.com as well. Yeah. Engine2.com. We'll put a link up uh, under the access session for today with Rip Esselstyn, so you can check there uh, as well. So what other plans do you have for the future, Rip? I mean, it seems like you're really living your passion now. Yeah, well, thanks. We also have, an, you know, we have all kinds of stuff going on. We, about 11 months ago, we launched an online subscription-based community called Engine2 Extra for people that want to take a deeper dive into this lifestyle, and it costs about $8 a month. But we have three full-time coaches. We have monthly interviews. We have 24-hour, 24-7 uh, uh, live chat rooms where people can ask question, questions, meal plans. We have um, we have e-books, and we have a video library with over 100 different videos. So it's a pretty robust community, and everybody helps each other out. It's really, it's really fantastic. Um, you know, I've, I've got... Some more books in the works for the future. I'm working on on two more books, uh, and I'm going to keep that under the wraps for now. But that I'm very excited about. Uh, we, you know, with Whole Foods Market, we're constantly coming out with more Engine Two Plant Strong products. And right now, we have 21 different uh, products on the shelf. And and the the hope and the dream is is that over the next decade, we'll have several several hundred products that will help make this this lifestyle just easier for people that um, <clears throat> that are seeking it. And, um, you know, we'll continue to throw more events and um, maybe do a couple more DVDs. And, uh, you know, who knows? It's I always, you know, Steve, I'm, I'm amazed how uh, this all started 
when we just were trying to help a fellow firefighting brother get healthier, which led to the book, which you know led to the partnership with Whole Foods, to the events, to a second book, and uh, I just am so I feel so lucky and so blessed that I've been able to you know just over the last four and a half years lead such a purpose driven life where I'm continuing to to help people and and save lives and. Um, it's just every day I, I count my lucky stars. Well, I guess as a firefighter, that's what you were trying to do, and now you're doing it on a much larger scale, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I tell people that, uh, you know, I, I no longer am, am pulling people out of burning fires, but what I am trying to do now is pull people away from the destructive foods that are, <laughs> that are killing them. So in some ways, it's, it's just as profound. What about for people on the call that are living this lifestyle and they, they're looking to get out of their nine to five and maybe create a life around it like you have? What kind of advice do you have to get started in building your empire, so to say? You know, <clears throat> um, I have more more and more people have been asking me, you know, how, Rip, how can I get involved and, and what can I do? And, uh, you know, I think one of the best things you could do, and, and I say this, although I have not done it myself, is to, you know, get a get an education on the subject, um, whether it is you know, going and getting a nutrition degree or a, di- uh, a, a dietitian degree, but something that gives you that, that, that credibility, um, or even an MD degree, and, uh, and then kind of using that uh, as your platform. Um, but... You know, truly, I have found that if you're if you're really passionate about this and um, you want to somehow incorporate this and make it, you know, a part of your life, you 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 just gotta hunker down. You gotta uh, you, you just gotta <laughs> you know you just gotta be you gotta continue to be passionate about it. And it's amazing that I have found how doors open up, opportunities present present themselves. Uh, and the dots start to connect. Um, so, you know, I think this is going to be an expanding, um, expanding field. Uh, you know, especially considering where we are right now. I think we've almost hit rock bottom when it comes to our, the health of this country. And so, um, I think there'll be a lot of room for people that are that are hungry to embrace this lifestyle and, and help people. Right. When you just look at the research alone for just the one aspect of health, it's uh, amazing that more people don't jump onto this. You would think maybe 50% would say, yeah, I think I choose a healthy, happy life without medication. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, again, it goes back to the, I don't think, I don't think most people really in their hearts um, or in their minds truly believe or, or understand the power of plant-based nutrition. So that's one of the things. And the other thing is, you know, we're working against some real powerful forces here that have, um, for close to 75 years, been pushing down, you know, a completely different message to people about, you know, where they need to get their calcium from and their protein. And, um, and people are, frankly, they're, they're a little bit scared about trying something new. And uh, and then also there's, you know, well, what am I going to eat? And their people are a little bit overwhelmed, and they don't realize how easy it is to eat this way, how delicious it is to eat this way, how you, within a very short period of time you you gain back or you, you transform your palate 
to you know to one that really appreciates the nuances and all the subtleties that are in you know sweet brown rice or a car car orange or a red bell pepper or uh, you know butternut squash all these things and then before you know it you're just really you're almost offended by the the over um, the overstimulation that's in the standard food supply, whether it's the salt, the sugar, the fat, it, it's just, you're like, oh, it's just, you can't handle it. Um, so, yeah. So outside of the food, what are the, some of the other things uh, you do to balance your life? Do you continue fitness? What are some of your other passions? <clears throat> well, thanks for asking that question. Um, you know, I'm married, Steve. I've, I've been married for almost seven years to a, a wonderful wife named Jill, and we have Two young children, uh, Cole, spelled with a K, who's six years old, and Sophie, who's four years old. And um, boy, I, you know, as soon as I come home from work, it's it's all about you know Cole and Sophie and Jill and and family time. And then as far as exercise is concerned, you know, I I would say that I used to be an exercise fiend, and uh, it became a large part of my life for close to twenty years. I was exercising probably between two to six hours a day. And and now with my workload and my family, I'm happy if I can get anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour in a day. But I, I do find that, um, you know, my days these days are, for the most part, always always great. But when I get get some exercise in, they're fantastic. And it really it grounds me. It, it, t- it takes some of the stress away that I, that I feel on a day-to-day basis. And it, it, it allows me to give that much more to people during the day when I can get either a swim in or a bike uh, or a run or a little bit of a quick push-up, pull-up, sit-up routine in. I know we're winding down, but how about your your diet? So how are you planning your meals each day? Are there certain staples you like to eat every day? Or for those that might be thinking mm-hmm. of transitioning into this? Yeah, you know, one of the things I tell people is the reason that I've been doing this now for 26 years is because I keep it simple. And, you know, depending upon your lifestyle and how busy you are or how much you enjoy being in the kitchen, you know, you can make this as simple or as complex as you want. And I think that's one of the the beautiful things about this. But for the last almost 25 years, Monday through Friday, I pretty much always have the same breakfast. It's, It's the first... Uh, recipe in both my books, my beef with meat and engine two. Uh, it's the it's the Rips Big Bowl, and it's a it's a blend of four different whole grain cereals. It's you have rolled oats, you have um, Uncle Sam's cereal, which is a toasted wheat flake. Uh, you also have uh, a nugget type cereal, kind of like a, a Ezekiel you know four nine nugget, and then also bite sized shredded wheat. So that's the foundation for the Big Bowl, and then. You also add some ground flaxseed meal and some walnuts, and then any kind of fruit that you want. I typically take some frozen mango chunks and throw them in there, also some frozen wild blueberries, and then a fresh banana. Um, And I want people to know that, you know, I do a lot of frozen fruits and vegetables because it's so economical. They're, you know, they're peaked at the, 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 the peak. They're picked at the peak of their ripeness. And uh, they don't go bad when they're in the freezer. And typically I find they taste really, really good. And uh, so that's that's breakfast all day long. Lunch is typically uh, it's just sweet potato or a russet potato, 
with a ladle, ladle or two of soup on top, or it's leftovers in a pita bread sandwich, or over a uh, leftovers over some um, some greens, a bit of green leafies. I also have a, you know, I'm fortunate in that I have an office on the sixth floor of Whole Foods Global. So six floors below me is the, the Lamar store, which is 85,000 feet of just, you know, amazing, you know, food entertainment. And I go down there and I get the engine two bowl uh, a couple days a week, which is a, a bed of uh, avocado kale. So it's a kale salad that is has mushed avocado in it and a little bit of salt and lime juice. And then on top of that, I have the the grain of the day, which is usually brown rice or farro or quinoa. And on top of that, it's the bean of the day. Uh, let's just say it's you know kidney beans or, or black beans. And then on top of that, some pico de gallo and a little bit of, of a cashew uh, cream. And so between bringing my own leftovers or having the engine two bowl, that's typically what I do for lunch most days. And then dinner, I'm really fortunate and that my wife has really gotten behind this since we got married. And so we typically, you know, have uh, a rice and beans night. We have a pizza night. We have a, uh, like a macaroni and nut cheese night. Um, we have a soup night. We have a salad night. And, uh, and my wife has been fantastic about, you know, when I get home, we, we ha- she has dinner waiting. And sometimes it's just as easy as you know, we'll, we'll do corn, uh, sweet potatoes, broccoli, and, uh, and some Swiss chard with a, with a walnut sauce. And, you know, the, the, our kids, you know, they're four and they're six. They, they know no other lifestyle. So they have totally embraced this. Um, and some, you know, some weeks they're not interested in anything green. You know, then before you know it, they're eating broccoli uh, out of their toes, and then they're asking for broccoli for a, for a bedtime snack. Uh, you know, the other day we were trying to get Cole to eat asparagus. He had no interest. We said, hey, Cole, you know, from 50% of the population, asparagus makes your urine smell really funny. Wouldn't it be, let's find out <laughs> if it does that to you. And he ate it, no problem. He just downed it. And, uh, and then, of course, he peed about 10 seconds later, and so we all went to the bathroom with him and were, like, trying to smell his urine. <laughs> it was actually a very, very comical but you know, you, you you figure out little tricks of the trade with your children. But you know, they they I think one of the greatest gifts you can give your kids is the gift of a of a of a palate that is really mature and sophisticated and appreciates the the plant based foods. Well, well, Rip, this has been phenomenal. I've got a little seven year old here too. Just started second grade, so I know how that story goes. Yeah, <laughs> but thank you yeah. so much for being part of Vegan Palooza. This has been really comprehensive. Is there anything else you wanted to mention or touch on before we close out here? You know, yeah, yeah. I just want to let let uh, let your listeners know that, um, and I mentioned this earlier, but. You know, 50 years ago, we had over 50% of the population that was smoking cigarettes. And today we've eradicated it down to where we have less than 20% of this country, uh, 20% of this country smoking cigarettes. And I think there's also, I think it's fair to say, there's a real stigma attached to, to smoking cigarettes today. And I think that we're going to see the same thing around meat and dairy products that's going to occur over the next 25 years. And, you know, smoking, it, it took a good 30 35, 40 years before society really got behind it. But I really think that, 
you know, whether it's for health reasons, whether it's for environmental reasons, whether it's for compassion reasons, the, um, the, the answer really is to this country shifting to a predominantly uh, plant-based diet. And I am just as hopeful as ever that we're going to get there together. And so I really appreciate you having me on the show, Steve. And uh, I hope to run into a lot of your listeners over the next several years. Well, it's nice to see people like you out there to carry this message and to show that there is masculinity associated with just eating plants, because we know how that could be, too. Rip Esselstyn, the website, again, is Engine2.com. Rips, thanks so much again. It's been, it's been a real honor. My pleasure, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. Rip Esselstyn, Engine2.com. I'm your co-host, Steve Prusak, and we'll see you in the next session. Listening to Veg World Radio. Discover how eating more fruits and veggies can help you feel, live, and love better. 